Jim Harbaugh is on the move. The Raiders and Titans have their man at head coach. And we're going to break down the entire Senior Bowl roster coming up next on the Draft Countdown Podcast. to tonight's edition of the Draft Countdown Podcast. I am your co-host, Brian Bossards, joined as always by my co-host, Shane P. Hallam. Shane, we are 91 days, 22 hours, 58 minutes, 24 seconds away from the 2024 NFL Draft. And we're to the all-star circuit, uh, deep in it, and getting deeper here in the next week or two. So I'm excited for your and Paul's coverage of the Senior Bowl next week and to break down this roster tonight. Yeah, one of my favorite weeks of the year, Senior Bowl, the biggest thing in my hometown that happens every year here in Mobile. Obviously, it's a big part of my life and has been since I was seven years old. I tweeted out earlier today, Senior Bowl uh, shared like a clip from the 1988 Senior Bowl. I was at that game. I was eight years old, sitting in the south end zone at Ladd Stadium. So I go way back. But yeah, 13 weeks until the NFL draft, less than a week until the first practice here in Mobile. I've got – I previewed the offense and defense over the last couple of days, so you can go to draftcountdown.com and check that out uh, at your own leisure there. But, Shane, um, before we get into the Senior Bowl, we've got to talk about some uh, goings-on in the NFL and update the draft order. Uh, before we get to the draft order, I guess we've got to talk about the news that broke within the last hour. Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh leaving Ann Arbor to coach the Los Angeles Chargers. What do you think about that, Shane? Uh, this is, I mean, this has got to be good for you, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, as an Iowa State alumni, seeing what happened with Alabama and Nick Saban, you have to think this is going to be pretty detrimental to Michigan. Um, you know, even if they hire Sherrod Moore, who was the interim coach for numerous games this season, it seems like Jim Harbaugh is going to be taking defensive coordinator Jesse Minter. Most of the returning players to Michigan that are really good are on the defense. Like, are they going to stick? Um, I think it puts Michigan after this national championship in flux. Um, I don't think it's a bad hire. We've seen Harbaugh have success already at the NFL level with San Francisco before. Chargers are desperate. They're way over the cap. This is going to be, a, I think, a tougher situation than it looks from the outside, but uh, I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad hire to make for the Chargers and try to make, you know, try to get a coach that, you know, can coach the NFL level. 
yeah, I mean, the obvious replacement will, uh, for him is going to be Sharon Moore, right? So I, I, I don't see them really going outside there. But I mean, he's already got the main piece in place, right? I mean, you got Justin Herbert at quarterback. You've got the main building block. That that's the only building block. Not, but that is have. the only building block they're probably going to have on that team next year. So, yeah, lots of uh, cap work to do. Uh, curious to see if he gets uh, personnel uh, decisions there and who they bring because they still haven't hired the general manager yet, right? To replace Telesco, which we're going to get to in a second. But uh, so yeah, curious to see where that part of the uh, thing ends up. Well, uh, over under two and a half Michigan players drafted to the Chargers this year. It, I'm, I don't know how many picks, or they have just a standard seven picks. I'm going to say under. So. I'm going to go two. All right, that's fair. I, I, th- I think two and a half is right, the right number for that. We'll I feel good, though. That's what feels good. Blake Corum. Blake Corum. Yeah. <laughs> um, Speaking of the Raiders, I mentioned uh, Tom Telesco. He was hired out of left field there to be the general manager after they had taken the interim tag off of uh, uh, Pierce there to be the head coach. So do you like taking the interim tag off? And what do you uh, – Telesco's drafting has been spotty. Yeah, I think Antonio Pierce earned it. I think the players played hard, had some some great wins that they weren't supposed to have. Um, I think it's worth doing. I'm always a little bit hesitant to just hire the interim guy. Uh, I don't know the stats, but it doesn't really seem to work out very well in most cases that I can remember. Some, you know, uh, Tom Sula and the 49ers, some like train wrecks that happened because of that. Um Telesco, you know, look, I, I think I don't think he's a bad GM. I don't think he's a bad scout and drafter. Like, it definitely is inconsistent. Most teams are, um, but I, I just don't know what the upside is with bringing him in uh, per se. Uh, you know, I'd rather go after one of the kind of assistants on some of these teams that have had success that are, are well recognized in the league. But he knows, you know, he knows the area. Um, knows Antonio Pierce well. That's probably what did it. it was like, okay, we're going to bring in Pierce. They already have a relationship, so it's not going to rock the boat to bring in Tom Telesco as his boss. Right. Every team has some misses, except for Baltimore, apparently. They just they, they never miss with anybody. It's ridiculous. Um, other coaching news this week, uh, the Tennessee Titans went to the Bengals and hired offensive coordinator Brian Callahan Shane, this is good probably twofold for, you know, the AFC North teams that aren't the Bengals and or the Browns because you got to feel like he's going to take his dad away from the Browns, right, the offensive line coach. you got to feel like that's coming. So, but, yeah, happy for Brian Callahan uh, getting that head coaching nod there. It's well-deserved, the the offense that they built around the last couple of years, Bengals immediately, well, not immediately, but, you know, promoted quarterback coach Dan Pitcher to offense coordinator today officially. And I think everybody kind of knew that was coming. So, you know, but overall thoughts on Brian Callahan getting the Titans job. I think it was time for Brian Callahan to get a shot at a job. I, I, I do think it radically changes this Titans offense. I mean, it is not built for a Brian Callahan offense. So I think we may, maybe we see 
a lot of draft picks invested in reshaping that offense more to his image. Um, so I think it'll be a little bit longer of a kind of rebuild here than maybe it should be, but he's, he's a good coach. And I think he, I, I, I want an offensive guy now. I think that's the way to go. Yeah. I mean, it seems like the right call here when you're essentially said we're tearing it down to the studs, right? So you got the, the one, the GM who's got one year under his belt. Now you bring in the new head coach and then you're going to completely change the offensive systems. Um, you know, immediately when I, when I saw the hire Bengals Twitter was a buzz about, well, I wonder if this means they're going to tag and trade T Higgins to Tennessee. Maybe. Probably I mean, not. <laughs> probably not. I mean, what would, what would you get pick 40 or whatever their second round pick is probably? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's worth, it. I think just tag him and ride the year out. But, um, so yeah. So we got what, four jobs still open now. Uh, Atlanta, Carolina. Um, who am I forgetting here? New England? No, no, they promoted Mayo. Um, right. Who are the other two? Um, Washington. Washington, we still have open. And Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. So do we see Mike Vrabel land at one of those spots? Does Bill Belichick land what would presumably be Atlanta? Seems to be the job that he would be most linked to. Like they they they've interviewed they just interviewed Mike Vrabel they've they've interviewed literally they, everyone. They, the I will say this: they are doing their due diligence. That yeah. is a fact. Hey, I, I I like why not? Why not just interview everybody? What it would stop it? You know, why not? Yep. So, all right. You know, I put this tag up here before today. I and then I changed it to a question mark. Is this <laughs> the final college football coaching carousel segment of twenty four? Because the two jobs that resulted from Nick Saban leaving a few weeks ago were finally filled, or, or I should say the, the butterfly effect of Nick Saban leaving. Those jobs were finally filled this week when uh, San Jose State, who was replacing Brent Brennan, who went to Arizona, who was replacing Jed Fish, who went to Washington, replaced Caleb Bowler, who went to Alabama, replaced Nick Saban. But anyway, Ken Niamatololo, the former head coach at Navy, uh, gets that. Uh, head coaching job at San Jose State. I, I like it. Well, I, I always liked uh, uh, Ken Niamatololo. I thought he was a good coach. I was kind of surprised when that fallout happened uh, in, in Navy and, 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 you know, when his tenure ended. So I, I like I like that move. I'm, I'm excited to see what San Jose State does now. He did say in his presser or whatever that they would not be running the triple at San Jose State. Ah, well, look, I, look, I had, I, the, the odds were slim, but I was hoping. Yeah, no, we don't need any more of that than we yes, already we have. Do. Oh, no, we do not. That is a garbage offense. Um, the other one that resulted from uh, Alabama hiring um, Buffalo's head coach to be co-defense coordinator Um Buffalo hires Pete Limbo, who was South Carolina's special teams coach, uh, to be the head coach. He's all, but he is a former head coach at Ball State, so he has that MAC experience. I'm sure he'll do a solid job at Buffalo. Yeah, I was gonna say you, you're you're probably the expert uh, on Pete Limbo. I don't know if I have too much to say. Shut up, Brian Lamb. Nobody wants the triple option. It's horrible. Yeah, triple option for life. Horrible triple option. All right. <laughs> Let's get to what we really need to talk about tonight, Shane. And that's where the senior bowl roster. Oh, oh, oh wait, hold on, hold on. I forgot. 
to update the draft order. Yeah, got sidetracked. Got sidetracked. Sorry, everybody. Uh, so, as the results of this week, Green Bay picking 25th after that heartbreaker of a loss to the 49ers. Sorry, Brandon, you were that close to playing in the NFC Championship game. Uh, Tampa Bay going to pick 26th after their game against uh, Detroit the other night. Uh, Arizona will be picking 27th by way of the Houston Texans who played tight with Baltimore for about a half and then the breaks yeah. kind of fell off on that one. And uh, Buffalo, another heartbreaker, losing to Kansas City uh, Sunday and what was the most watched divisional playoff game in the history of the NFL. Peaked at 56 million people, Shane, watching that game Sunday. Oh. Rightfully so. It's a great game with two of the best quarterbacks in the league. I mean, that's that's what uh, that's what you want to happen. So um, it was it was a good game. I, I enjoyed yep. it. Yeah. So all right, now we can move on to the Senior Bowl. I completely forgot about that. So anyway, all right, Senior Bowl, Shane. First practice coming up Tuesday. Uh, players will start trickling into town here on Sunday and Monday. Um, we are going to post the official measurements on the site as soon as we get them in and are able to get them entered. Um, so check on, I think I scheduled that to go up Monday. Hopefully we'll have them by Monday afternoon, but if not, we'll get them up when we can, but we're going to go position by position here, Shane. So we're going to start with the quarterbacks and we're going to try to, uh, as we know them, uh, talk about them on each team that are playing because in the practices, you're practicing against your own team, right? In the game, you're going against the other team. But in the practices and in the one-on-ones that everybody care so much about, the scouts and us, um, you're seeing them basically against each other. So we're going to try to keep it team by team here. So let's start with the American team quarterbacks. And they have four of them on the roster here. Uh, we're going to have an odd number of quarterbacks, four on one team, three on the other. Uh, it seems that's how it's broke down. But the American team quarterbacks are Carter Bradley from South Alabama, Spencer Rattler from South Carolina, Joe Milton from Tennessee, Michael Pratt from Tulane. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's a, a solid group of kind of day three quarterbacks, right? I mean, this is really how you fill out the senior bowl roster. Maybe a Rattler or a Pratt could sneak into day two. But I'm kind of excited to see Spencer Rattler has that, you know, the arm, the physical profile. Joe Milton has the arm, the physical profile. See those two guys back to back um, uh, for sure. So, uh, yeah, I I think it's solid. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. You're going to see the big arms with Rattler and Milton. Right. Get down the field. I know it's going to be basically against air, right, in practice, but you want to see Milton throw a catchable ball here, right? It's something right. that he struggled with, and if he struggles with it here, he's pretty doomed, right? We, we can pretty much call it off. Um, yeah. Michael Pratt, maybe of the four here, probably the most all across the board, I guess, better quarterback, but doesn't excel in some of the other things that like a Spencer Rattler does. Carter Bradley – I mean, great at the Hula Bowl, good, probably going to struggle to get drafted here, if we're going to be honest, but good for the box office bringing in the South Alabama quarterback, right? So we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. National team quarterback, and this is the intrigue, right? Because 
remember at the combine last year, what was great was seeing Anthony Richardson and CJ Stroud throw back to back and all the passing drills, right? You're probably going to see that in the senior role practices, but you're going to see Bo Nix and Michael Penix competing in every rep back to back. And so that's, that's going to be fun to see, right? Cause those are your two potential first round quarterbacks, right? That people are talking about from this, from this group. So that, I mean, that's, that's the winner of practice. And also this is Sam Hartman. <laughs> I mean, well, you need, some, a, you need somebody, a third guy to take the, the whipping there. Yeah. Somebody else had to be on that team. <laughs> um. Oh, Sam Hartman's probably going to get a lot of playing time in the game. That's, that's what I'll say. He's going he's gonna to be playing a you know, full game here. Uh, this this is this is going to be headline number one from the Senior Bowl, I think, to everyone, is mm-hmm. who wins this battle between Bo Nix and Michael Penix. Like you said, getting to see it back-to-back. Um, you know, I tend to think Penix is going to have the better practice, you know, where you're not getting – rushed you're you know you, you don't necessarily have to move around especially in the one-on-ones bonix might excel in some of the the 11 on 11s some of the end of practice stuff where he can move out of the pocket uh so so i'm intrigued at kind of those two aspects where do we see in just in terms of the throws back to back and then when do we see some of the actual kind of game plays playing out in practice um how does that look i anticipate and I'm just, this is a prediction. I don't know, but I anticipate that after through the practices, we may be talking about Michael Penix better because of what you said, but during the game, I think we'll see Bo Nix uh, excel more in the game atmosphere. If, if, if they play in the game, I'm still, I'm still skeptical They're, but that Nix and Penix are going to play. Nix will play. I'll say that based based off the job I got at the press conference the other at the local press conference the other because he was one of the players they had there because he's working out by the way he's working out in Mobile he's training in Mobile with uh, QB Country which is a quarterback training thing based here so he is he's training in Mobile but Bo yeah. Nix will play the game cool uh, I, I, I'm with you I don't expect Penix to play more than a quarter probably yeah. um, maybe more maybe a couple of drives. Uh, but I think Bo Nix will split equally with Hartman in the game. I, I, I think it'd be good for Nix. I think, you know, he, he could get, like you said, grab the buzz at the end there. Uh, all right, let's move on to running back, Shane. I know you love you some running backs. Oh, yeah. All right, so let's look at the American team running backs here. Uh, we have Ray Davis from Kentucky, uh, Jawar Jordan from Louisville, uh, Cody Schrader from Missouri, Amani Bailey from TCU, and Jalen Wright from Tennessee. First, give me the guy who you think's going to tell me the guy from them five who you think's going to be the talked about of this group after the week. I think it's going to be Jalen Wright. I, I think the me. athleticism, the pass catching. I think Jalen Wright is going to start to. He's already in my top five running backs. I think everyone else is going to catch up after this. You know, I like Ray Davis. I like Jawar Jordan. I like Cody Schrader, but. They're not. They're not going to be super impressive in practice. Like Jalen Wright's going to uh, look like a completely different animal, I think, than the rest of the running backs on this team. Yeah, it feels like Amani Bailey was the tack on here, uh, right. to, to, yeah. to even out the, the rooms. Um, national team running backs: uh, Rasheen Ali from Marshall, 
Dylan Laube from New Hampshire, Isaiah Davis, South Dakota State, Marshawn Lloyd, Southern Cal by way of South Carolina, and Kamani Vidal from Troy. Yeah, yeah tossing the South Carolina. I have to, man. I have to. Uh, this one I think is going to be a little more even. I mean, I think Marshawn Lloyd, we've talked about, it, it really has a chance to shine here if he's – fully healthy. We know the athleticism that he poses. I do think that Dylan Laub is, is going to have a really impressive week, uh, especially in the reception drills. So I, I, I wonder if he gets a little more of the kind of buzz because New Hampshire small school. Um, but I, I think Lloyd's probably going to be the best overall. It's really hard for these guys to stand out in practice. I, it's, I think tough, it's, talk, it's tough. Yeah. So th- these guys are more game right and with five on each team it's going to be hard for them to stick out in the game as much but the one rep in practice that where these guys make their money i think is the one-on-one pass blocking right because if you're going to be an nfl player running back you got to be able to pass block right you got to be able to if you want to be a three down back you got to be here i i'm anxious to see how these guys uh go at it I think one to two guys I think are going to shine at this is Cody Schrader and Dylan Lau. Yeah, no, I think I think it's fair. Schrader's one of the best blocking running backs I think in this draft, so I'm hopeful that he'll do well. I actually think it could be a pretty solid group in terms of pass blocking. You know, they yeah. at least have some anchors here, so we'll see we'll see we'll see those highlights pop up on twitter yeah. of guys getting run over or, or stonewalling yeah. these linebackers i'm not unconvinced that's the reason chase brown fell to the fifth round last year it's because of his pass blocking good could be all right let's look at the american team wide receivers now and there's some this is a mix the, these receivers and and, and provoke teams a mix of these big, tall wide receivers, and these these guys are gonna the highlight. You talked about the highlights you're gonna see pop up on Twitter during the week. These are the ones where you're gonna see it. And let's start with the American team wide receivers. And I talk about size, right? It's Johnny Wilson from Florida State. Um, I'm anxious to see. I'm a, the way in. It's gonna be see where he actually comes in at. Right? Is he legit six seven? Or is he more like six five and a half? Is he going to yeah. be two thirty five, or are he going to come in around two twenty? Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be down. Let's, both let's, both of them. Let's see where that comes in. Uh, Lad McConkey from Georgia, I think, is going to have a good week. Uh, Marcus Rosamy Jack Saint, uh, Jamari Thrash, another guy I think could have could be in line for a big week. You know, I love me some Xavier Leggett and. It's going to be fun watching him out there. Jordan Whittington from Texas. Anaya Smith, another one of those slot guys that I think is going to have fun. I don't know a whole – I'm not ex- – I'm going in not expecting much from Jaquan Jackson from Tulane. Hopefully I'll be surprised by him. Yeah, look, I, I think Lad McConkey is probably going to just eat up in that route running. Um, you know, that's what we saw last year from Tank Dell, right, what really propelled him uh, ultimately. So – you know, I, th- I think we'll, you know, we'll see that. But I think Xavier Leggett has that opportunity if he has enough wiggle in the one-on-ones at his size. Uh, same thing with Johnny Wilson. Like, if, if he can actually perform, Johnny Wilson, Florida State, can actually perform, it's going to be impressive. Can he separate? 
Right. It's Charlie separation Wilson. in practice. It's Charlie Wilson stiff in practice and can't separate them. And we're like, well, what are we doing here? So yeah. I think I think it's what we get this group. I underrated Jamari Thrash from Louisville, I think has a big week. National team wide receivers has some fun guys too, starting with Jacob Cowing from Arizona. Another guy I thinks could be Dellish, if you will. Let's let's, let's make that a word now. Uh Dell-ish. Uh this uh, same with Ricky Pearsall from Florida. Yes, those two. Yeah. Um Roman Wilson from Michigan. Um Tez Walker from North Carolina. Maybe talent-wise, maybe the best receiver here. Yeah, probably. Probably is. Uh Luke McCaffrey from Rice. Nagy on Twitter compared him to Puka Nakua from last year. Nagy, I, I don't, I, Nagy, Nagy was gonna toss that around. Something guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, geez, they had the best receiver in the history of the NFL rookie wise at their game last right. year. Okay. You got you got to pump it up. Uh, Brendan Rice, Southern Cal, going to be here. Obviously, the son of Jerry Rice, who will be in town for the game. I was told at the press conference the other day. So there's that. Um, Javon Baker from UCF, former uh, Alabama wide receiver, and. Here's the guy I think is going to be the big winner from wide receiver one-on-ones in practice. Malachi Corley from Western Kentucky. This national team, this national squad is it's dirty. Tough. It's tough. Uh, I mean, I, I don't do comps, Shane, but do is am I wrong to get Debo Samuel vibes from Malachi Corley? No, I mean, I, th- I think it's I think it's fair. I think it could be that kind of usage in the NFL. So, you know, I think Corley has that type of, uh, you know, that type of versatility. So I, I, I'm down. Ron William thinks that Roman Wilson going to be at the top of the GPS uh, speed charts, which is interesting. Yeah, I yeah, know. I mean, he could. He definitely has that long speed. I think uh, he's been, you know, this has kind of been the year he had at Michigan. Roman Wilson just uh, burst onto the scene. But these national receivers, I mean, I think Jacob Cowing is going to be tough to cover. I think Ricky Pearsall is going to be really tough to cover. I, I, you know, Roman Wilson we just talked about. Devontae Walker, I, I don't know how he's going to be covered in one-on-ones. And then you mentioned Malachi Corley. Like, these national DBs are going to have their hands full with this group. And these are the receivers, by the way, that will have Bo Nix and Michael Penix throwing <laughs> the football. If does this feel guys set up? up? Does yeah. this feel set up to you, Shane? Yeah, a little it bit. Feels a little set little up bit. to me. A little bit. That's funny. It's gonna be hard for me to uh, on the Grapeco show next Friday to go homer and pick the American team to win this game. I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> Let's get to the tight end group, and uh, as much praise as we just heaped on these wide receivers, we're about to tamper it down. We're, we're bringing it down a notch. This, a, this ain't a good group, and it's not a good group in the draft as a whole, and this was something that was talked about at the Senior World Press Conference the other day. Um, it's a down year for tight ends, but we're going to talk about uh, the American squad tight ends first, and that brings us to, to Jaheim Bell from Florida State by way of South Carolina. Uh, ben Sanat from Kansas State and Jared Wiley from TCU. Um, we were told that Bell and Sanat will both rep at fullback uh, during the game as they have no true fullbacks uh, on the roster. 
I, these might be the three best tight ends uh, at the Senior Bowl, to be I, honest. I, with I, you. I would uh, agree. Yeah. So um, no, I mean, I, I think I think all three could have a decent performance, especially with it being kind of wide open tight end three. This would be the time for Jaheim Bell looks super athletic and versatile. You know, if if the size of Jared Wiley impresses, um, you know, six seven two fifty five, he's listed at. Like, I think you could see the tight end three emerge from the senior bowl group. Uh, Jimmy pops in the chat said uh, Southeast Missouri's uh, Ryan Florno Florney was added yeah. to the to the senior bowl recently. I haven't seen it come out from the official senior bowl account. But I believe my man Jimmy, since Forney was a Hula Bowl guy, and you know that's their bag. So um, we'll see when that comes out and who he's replacing. Because yeah, track and field guy too. He's got some speed yeah. on him. So, so that's uh, that'll be interesting to track to see who who's not uh, going to be on this roster that we just talked about. Right. And and Jimmy did make a comment earlier. I saw it. Um, I guess we can talk about it here. It's inevitable we're going to see opt-outs at the Senior Bowl, and it happens every year. Like right now their roster sits at what we have is 145 players. I know that it's not going to end up at 145. No. Um, we've already pulled some guys off. We'll talk about it when we get to their positions. But, um, but yeah, so thanks. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be tracking that uh, when the official roster comes out from the Senior Bowl. Uh, which I expect this weekend um, they'll release the roster with the numbers at, at the latest, it'll, you know, should be Monday uh, before we get that. But that's, it's always been tough getting that official roster from the senior bowl. We've offered to do it, but you know, they, they won't give us that. They won't give us the keys to the car, Shane. No, no, they, they won't, but maybe someday. <laughs> Let's look at the national team tight ends, and we know at least one of these three is going to rep at fullback. Our presumption here is it'll be A.J. Barner from Michigan, who is more of a blocker than receiver anyway. Uh, Brevin Span Ford from Minnesota also here, and the Theo Johnson from Penn State. I like Theo Johnson from Penn State. I think his athleticism should never quite could tap into that. Um Brevin Span Ford and AJ Barner did barely anything receiving the ball this year. Definitely more blockers uh, ultimately. So tough, tough group for the national squad. All right. So let's look at the offensive line now. And we'll start with the players we have listed as an offensive tackle. As every year at the senior bowl, these guys are flexible. <laughs> so we're going to see them repping pretty much everywhere. Um, let's start with the American team here and Patrick Paul from Houston. We have Jeremy Flax from Kentucky was called up uh, just this past week from the Hula Bowl. Uh, Delmer Glaze from Maryland. Javon Foster from Missouri. Tyler Guyton from Oklahoma. And Christian Jones from Texas. Big name here is, is Tyler Guyton, right? Yeah, Tyler Guyton from Oklahoma, potential first round pick. Maybe, you know, we perhaps we see a Darnell Wright type of rise for him uh, at, at the Senior Bowl, but it's a pretty good. I think the American tackles are pretty good. I mean, Patrick Paul from Houston's got the long arms. I think he's day two type pick. Javon Foster from Missouri had a great year in the SEC. This could boost his stock up. 
Uh, I think Christian Jones from Texas is underrated. Maybe uh, early day three pick, late day two pick. So uh, pretty solid group. All right. And um, for the national team, there's some big guys, big winners here, right? So we got Jordan Morgan from Arizona, Kingsley Sewell Matea from BYU, Ethan Driscoll from Marshall, Talise Fuaga from Oregon State, Troy Faltanu from Washington, and Roger Rosengarten from Washington. Yeah, this is uh, uh this is a monster. <laughs> That's a monster group, man. Um, I mean. Jordan Morgan, Kingsley Suamatea, uh, both I, I I like. I think this is a great avenue for for both of those players to show out. And then you add in Talise Fuaga from Oregon State, maybe a potential top fifteen pick in the draft with the way he played this year. Uh, then uh, Troy Fatano, I I think from Washington because of his versatility is uh, uh, maybe a potential first round pick. So uh, really really good offensive line group as a whole. Yeah, I mean, you've got at least three guys here who could play their way into that range, Morgan, Suomatea, Paul, and then Guyton, uh, uh, Fuaga, <laughs> excuse me, and Feltano, I think are solidly in round one. It's it's a good group for sure. Uh, one guy on this team who will not be playing in the game is Graham Barton from Duke, was injured uh, late in the season and not playing in the senior bowl. It's tough because he was going to play center. I think that that would have, you know, that's always fun to see. So uh, I think he'll be missed, but Graham Barton's also on that first round fringe. Right. So let's move on to the interior offensive lineman here for the American team. And we look at Bo Limmer from Arkansas, Cedric Von Prahn from Georgia, Charles Turner III from LSU, Javion Cohen from Miami. A former Alabama player, uh, Andrew Rame from Oklahoma, Brandon Coleman from TCU, Layden Robinson from Texas A&M, and Christian Haynes from UConn. Um, I know you like uh, Von Prahn here, right? I do. I do. I, a strong center group for for the American team because I think Von Prahn is you know among the top centers in the class. And you also have Andrew Rain from Oklahoma, who I think is in that group as well. So I think that's strong. And uh, I really like Christian Haynes from UConn. I think he's moving up boards. So it um, just adds to a good offensive line group. One player that will not be on this group from the American team is Zach Frazier from West Virginia. It appears he is out injured as well, we think. Um, national team interior offensive linemen, we start with, Kingsley Egwakun from Florida, Isaiah Adams from Illinois, Dominic Puny from K Puny from Kansas, Cooper Beebe from Kansas State, Ladarius Henderson from Michigan, Trevor Keegan from Michigan, Jackson Powers Johnson from Oregon, Satoa Laumea from Utah, and Tanner Bordellini from Wisconsin. Got to think Jackson Powers Johnson uh, has the biggest riser chance here, but Cooper Beebe is is the top dog here, right? Yeah, I mean, Cooper Beebe is rock solid. I think both him and Jackson Powers Johnson, I had them both 
uh, I believe, in my first round of, uh, of of my mock most recently. So for looking at interior linemen that may sneak into that first round mix, they 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 could both be on the national team uh, at the Senior Bowl. All righty, so let's move over to the defense now, and we'll look at guys that we have projected as edge rushers uh, in this game. And let's start with the American team, and good get here was Chris Braswell from Alabama. Uh, he'll join Nelson Caesar from Houston, Jalex Hunt from Houston Christian, uh, Cedric Johnson from Mississippi, a uh, local kid to Mobile, by the way, local high school here, and Miles Cole, uh, Texas Tech, along with Eric Watts from UConn, uh, going to be the senior bowl edge rushers on the American team. Obviously, like you said, Braswell is the, the potential first-round pick, kind of the golden boy. But I, I think the American edge rushers are underrated. I really like Cedric Johnson. I think his athleticism uh, and size is intriguing. I think Miles Cole, similarly, has a big edge. Um, could be fun to watch. Always fun to watch those FCS guys go up against the, uh, the, the, the big team offensive tackles in these drills. So Jalex Hunt is the guy I'm kind of – you know, looking looking forward to watching uh, when those one on ones get going to see how he does, how, see how he holds up uh, when that gets started. Uh, national team edge rushers here, and you caught me off guard with a comment you had on Twitter the other day about the first guy here, Austin Booker from Kansas. We have Braden McGregor and Jalen Harrell from Michigan, Adiza Isaac from Penn State, Javon Solomon from Troy, who led the nation in sacks this year. Uh, and seems like a good dude. He was at the press conference the other day, one of the guys that they had talking. And Laitu Latu from UCLA, as well as Brennan Jackson from Washington State. Latu's a potential top 10 pick here. So he's obviously the the, the main guy on, on this squad. But uh, talk to me about what you saw on Austin Booker when you went to the tape. Yeah, I mean, when he declared, I, I hadn't had any notes on him and went back and watched and – Austin Booker can rush the passer. I mean, super explosive first step. I was kind of blown away that I didn't notice it watching Kansas before. Jumped up my board into the top 10 edge rushers. We'll see if that sticks. We'll see how the senior bowl goes. Maybe he does super poor, and I'm like, well, you know, there's an issue there. Or perhaps this is the coming out party for Austin Booker. Well, let me say this. You know, you just heard us talking about these offensive tackles on that national team. Well, guess who's going to be blocking? He's going to be, you know, going at going at it every day in practice. He's going to be going at the Troy Faltanus and and the like every day. Oof. So if he if he can do well, I mean, if any of these edge rushers can do well, I think the Michigan yeah. guys both excelled. If Solomon shows that he can go up against those big boys, I mean, yeah. it could really help. You know, and and it was funny they talked about it. A, a lot of Solomon's uh, sacks this year came when he was lined up almost as a five tech because of their defense that they ran. This will be his first actual, like, get him on the edge type reps that he's had this season. And he still led the nation in sacks. So could be some talent there. We'll see. Um, I'm looking forward to that, those matchups. All right, let's go to the interior now on that defensive line for the American team. And starting with uh, Alabama's Justin Aboigbe, uh Auburn's Marcus Harris, uh, Brandon Fiske from Florida State, man, he's fun. Jordan Jefferson from LSU. Jaden Crumity from Mississippi State. Darius Robinson from Mizzou. 
Byron Murphy from Texas, Tavondre Sweat from Texas, and McKinley Jackson from Texas A&M. Really, really strong interior line group for uh, for the American team. I mean, I think Braden Fiske left us with a really good um, taste in our mouth, right, dominating in that ACC championship game. He has a chance to be a day-two pick. Byron Murphy getting first-round buzz uh, at this point. So if he goes out and he, he's kind of top of my rewatch list, so I'm going to wait for the senior bowl to happen and, and see how that adjustment goes. Uh, but I love him. I love Tavondre Sweat as well. And uh, I know McKinley Jackson was uh, had some some talk there uh, recently. Yeah. Uh, Jim Nagy said at the uh, opening press conference or the local press conference the other day that he thinks McKinley Jackson's going to have a huge week uh, down here. He expects it. Semi-local, big, yeah, yeah. semi-local kid as well from Loosedale, Mississippi. That's 45 minutes from Mobile. So, yeah. Uh, We'll, we'll call that local, I guess. That same TV it's market, fair. Shane. That's fair. I think it's fair. Same, same TV market. Um, Different but yeah. state, but that's fine. Yeah. Uh, Tavondre Sweat, probably the best pure nose in this class, right? Yeah, I think by far. There's not a ton of, I think, yeah. good nose tackles. So I, he, he's maybe by far the best nose. All right. Let's look at the interior defensive line for the national team. And we get Gabe Hall from Baylor. Tyler Davis from Clemson, Dwayne Carter from Duke, uh, Keith Randolph from Illinois, not the Illinois interior defensive lineman we were hoping would be here, um, <laughs> Mike Hall from Ohio State, Brandon Dorless from Oregon, and Marshawn Nealon from Western Michigan rounds it out. Yeah, I think Brandon Dorless from Oregon is probably the best of this group consistent this season. A big opportunity for Mike Hall from Ohio State. Didn't have the best year. Uh, has been inconsistent throughout his career, but flash dominance. Senior Bowl could be a good opportunity. I think watch out for Marshawn Neeland. Uh, I went back and watched him as well uh, and was really impressed. I think he's a, could be a riser Senior Bowl week. Another flashy guy on tape is Dwayne Carter. Not always popping, but when he pops, he's popping. Uh, one guy on the national team who will not be here, is Rook or Horhero. Um accepted an invite last year, uh went back to school, accepted an invite this year, now not playing agent decision. Agent decision. All right. Good luck with that. All right. Uh let's move on to the linebacker group now for the American team. And we're gonna start with Trevin Wallace from Kentucky. We have Nathaniel Watson from Mississippi State, Tyron Hopper from Mizzou, Jalen Ford from Texas, and Tyrese Knight from UTEP. Yeah, I think a solid group. I think linebacker as a whole is doesn't have quite have as much depth as usual in this class. So I think I think it hurts a little bit. But Trevor Wallace, a third-year player with a lot of upside, can rush the passer a bit. You know, I like Tyrone Hopper. Um, I think he's just a solid player. I'm excited to see uh, Tyrese Knight. I think he could be a, a sleeper uh, from this group. Very productive guy. Got special teams stud written all over him. Yeah. Um, sorry. Let's move on to the national team linebackers where we get John Trey Hunter from Georgia State. Mike Barrett from Michigan. Speaking of special teams, guys. Uh, Peyton Wilson from NC State, Cedric Gray from North Carolina, 
JT Bertrand from Notre Dame, Maris Lufau from Notre Dame, who they have listed as an edge rusher, by the way, on the senior bowl roster. Just throwing that out there. Um, and Eddie Fuan Uofosio from Washington. I, I mean, Peyton Wilson and Cedric Gray are kind of the, the two apples in my eye from, from this squad. I think both could be day two picks. I mean, off-ball linebackers are always a little bit tough to assess, um, but I think both instinctually are just so good. Uh, but I, I'm excited to see John Trey Hunter, too, from Georgia State. He had a good season and intrigued me, and, uh, yeah, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, Brian's a big fan of Nathaniel Watson from Mississippi State. There, um, with um, Tommy Eichenberg from Ohio State, uh, will be out of this one, will not participate. Injury there, uh, with him out, I I stacked it Wilson as the top linebacker in this group. I think Gray right behind it. So, all right, so let's move on now to the defensive backs, and then we'll finish it up with the specialists because I know Shane, you love talking about special teams. Right. Yeah. Well, let's start with the corners um, that we have here on the American team. And uh, we have DJ James from Auburn, Nehemiah Pritchett from Auburn, uh, Andrew Phillips from Kentucky, Jarvis Brownlee from Louisville, uh, Chris Abrams Drain from Missouri, uh, Josh Newton from TCU, and Kalen Carson uh, from Wake Forest. Yeah, I mean, a pretty solid group. I think a lot of day two picks here. Uh, love DJ James. I think he's the better Auburn corner. Uh, we'll see how that plays out through the week. Um, but Josh Newton from TCU, rock solid season, good physical corner. Kalen Carson is a nice cover corner. Uh, so I think they'll struggle with the receivers <laughs> one-on-ones. I don't know if this group's up to that task. Uh, for the American team. But I think well, we'll talk solid. about that in a second when we get to these national team corners. Right, the national. Those are the ones that uh, we got to worry about. Yeah. But um, I like Chris Adams drain great ball skills uh, for him. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, one guy who, before we get to the national team, who we don't know his party affiliation here yet, if you will, is uh, Elijah Jones from Boston College, was brought up from the Hula Bowl just this, like within the last two or three days. Uh, do not have uh, what team he's on just yet. So we'll see. Um, national team corners here and starts with one of the better slot guys in this draft, Michigan's Mike Sainra still. Then we have Cam Hart from Notre Dame, Kyrie Jackson from Oregon, Johnny Dixon and Kalen King from Penn State, Max Melton from Rutgers, Uh Willie Drew from Virginia State, Chow Smith-Wade from Washington State, and your guy, Shane, Quinion Mitchell from Toledo. He gets the draw of these receivers, baby. Well, like it's, a good, it's a really good corner room. I mean, Sandra still can maybe cover some of those smaller slot uh, corners. I think Kyrie Jackson's very good. Kalen King, up and down year, but the, the athletic talent's there. Max Melton, same thing, up and down here with the athletic talents there. And then I think Quinion Mitchell can handle himself. Um, you know, I like Willie Drew. I think there's a lot of upside. I think this is a tough draw of team for, for him for day one uh, against some of those big those – I kind of feel bad for Willie Drew. I, I got a feeling he's going to go the way of the uh, corner whose name escapes me now, but it was from out of Wakita Baptist a couple of years ago. 
that just failed miserably in the assignment when he came uh, came down here. Yeah, I, I, at least, at least I think I think he he was a call up, so I think Willie Drew, you know, can handle himself a little bit better. But I think it'll be a, a growing process through the week. It, it could work out for him if by he's a, he's a yeah. speed guy, right, Willie Drew? Right. So if by day two, day three, he's covering Tez Walker, like you're taking notice, you know? Yeah. Uh, one corner who will not be at the game uh, that was originally here is Enos Rakestraw Jr. from Mizzou, uh, out injured. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Uh, he's yeah. he's super talented. All right. Let's move on to the safety group, and we'll start with the American. And let's just preface this by saying the safety group got a big influx here from underclassmen uh, for the Senior Bowl. I mean, this group wasn't looking so hot. And then the underclassmen came in, and all of a sudden, it's one of the better groups uh, of talent at this game. So let's start with the American team here, and Jalen Simpson from Auburn. And you have Javon Bullard and Tyke Smith from Georgia, Bo Braid from Maryland, uh, James Williams from Miami, who will play linebacker in the game, I should note, um, Cameron Kinchins from Miami, and Malik Mustafa from Wake Forest. Yeah, you can see the underclassmen really injecting with with Javon Bullard and Cameron Kitchens. Both are top safeties in this class. I'm excited for Jalen Simpson from Auburn, who has some of those ball skills and coverage skills. Um, Safety can be tough to evaluate, but I I think really getting up close, I'm just to see what you and Paul see in terms of hip flexibility and some of the little things I think is easier to see in person than on film too. Uh, Jimmy says several safeties got kind of snubbed to the underclassmen, probably, but we got the best ones here. Um, unaffiliated at the moment was is Evan Williams from Oregon, who was added yesterday, I believe, or late or last night, was uh, brought up to the roster. Which, when you're bringing in a guy that late, that means one of these guys ain't gonna be here. So, going for sure, we got to figure. We'll figure out hopefully soon, uh, who, who that is. Uh, for the national team, we start with Josh Proctor from Ohio State, the rare Ohio State Buckeye that Shane's not the biggest fan of. Um, Keaton Oladapo from Oregon State, uh, Cole Bishop from Utah, Sione Vaki from Utah, and Jaden Hicks from Washington State. Again, the underclassmen here are the shine with Bishop and Hicks. Yeah, both uh, really good players. I mean, I, I like uh, Sione Vaki as well. I think they're both Utah safeties. Vaki got some carries this year. Like, he's a versatile weapon. Uh, and Oladepo is fun to watch from Oregon State. I mean, he's a, he's a missile uh, and has a lot of potential. So, like you said, the safety group turned into, as turned a whole, into, really good yeah, group. Real, real good. All right. Quickly, let's talk about the kickers. Uh Josh Carty from Stanford will be for the national team. Will Reichert from Alabama, obviously going to be on the American team. Yeah, I mean, uh, Carty's my kicker one. I think it's close with the Shrine guys. I think Reichert is a step behind. You know, he's an accurate kicker, but not a big late guy. So um, maybe could get drafted late, but uh, it's Alabama. I guess they had to put him in. The man is the all-time leading scorer in the SEC. Did you not think he wouldn't be here? (laughs) No. Look, I probably – but that was my first one I placed. You in had article, to. You had right? to. They already I mean, invited them. The, them's the rules, man. We don't. We don't make the rules. But yeah. if you're a specialist of any note at Alabama or Auburn, you're probably going to be here, right? right? So, um, the punters. I mean, 
Tory Taylor is a stud right here for the national team and the American team gets Austin McNamara from Texas Tech. Yeah, I mean, I think Tory Taylor could go in the fourth round of the NFL draft. He's that good. I'm excited to see, you know, what Paul Paul's going to be locked in on this punter. So I'm yeah, excited. 100%. To see uh, I think, think McNamara's drafted too. So yeah, Paul was given that assignment. All right. Yeah, I, I'm sure. Break out the stopwatch, baby. All right. Quickly, the long snappers. Uh, the American team gets William Moat from Georgia. National team gets Peter Bowden from Wisconsin. Yeah, look, this is where you need the stopwatch. You need to see how fast that snap goes. Uh, so Paul's going to be busting that out. I think William Moat, neither of these guys are going to get drafted, but I think both make it camp. No long snapper should ever be drafted, ever. I don't know about saying. that. But. I'm just, just saying. Uh, I've never seen one uh, that deserves to be drafted. Um. All right, so that's going to wrap up the Senior Bowl roster. Overall thoughts on what we know right now about the Senior Bowl roster. Obviously, there's going to be some uh, finagling here done at the last minute, but what we know right now, uh, Jim Nagy said in the presser, he thinks in the six years that he's been doing this game that this is the best roster he's, they put together. Uh, you agree? I Yeah, I think from top to bottom, potentially. Um you know, I think I think we might go back to seeing that double-digit first-round picks if you know with who sticks. Uh, we have it's going to be in the high single digits, if not right. I mean, this looks yeah. like uh, at minimum six. You know, just 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 eyeballing this roster. You know, but you could like if some of these tackles start, or these interior offensive linemen start sliding in the bottom end of round one. I mean, that's where you get that number up to double digits. So right. it's uh, and we'll have those official predictions by the way for everybody that's curious. We'll be on the uh, the annual Grape Co podcast uh, next Friday night uh, before the Senior Bowl, where we will predict how many players will go in the top 100, how many players will be drafted in the first round, so on and so forth. Um, yeah, I think it's a really good roster, uh, top to bottom, like you said. I, I'm in agreement. Can't wait to uh, call the game on the radio. Fourth straight year now um, of that. So looking forward to that uh, again. Uh, when the game happens. Yeah. Oh, all right. Great. So Shane, uh, quickly before we, uh, we, we wrap it up here. Um, give me your thoughts. You got a piece coming up on Friday preview in the shrine bowl. Um, uh, what are your thoughts on that roster as a whole and what to expect, uh, coming up on that game, which will be next Thursday. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely check out the article. It's not the best Shrine roster that, that I've seen, uh, you know, unfortunately. Um, you know, called up a lot of the good Hulable guys. I definitely note some of them that, um, you know, that I liked. But it's it's kind of a rough roster really to find, even find draftable players on some of these position groups that I'm like, okay, definitely got them. The offensive line strong, I think, because it's such a deep group. But outside of that, uh, you know, defensive line's pretty strong. Outside of that, it's it's pretty pretty weak as a whole. I was surprised. You know what this roster is? It's a testament to how well the Hula Bowl scouted uh, right. this year. Since forty percent of the Shrine Bowl roster has been called from the Hula Bowl in the last two weeks. So, Jimmy, if you're still in the chat, uh, hell of a job by you guys yeah. over at Draft Diamonds. Well, and I got—I got to say, on some of these position groups, like the Hulable guys are the best players in the position group at the Shrine. So, yeah, it's uh, it's wild, man. Um, yeah, not the best roster putting together. 
uh, this year for the Shrine for the game. Shrine, yeah. yeah. So, all right. So that's going to do it. Uh, we had a couple. I don't know if we had any on Twitter. Uh, we did have a question on Twitter, so we'll get to that in a second. Um, let's get to the questions in the comments that we had. We had a couple. Let's go back up to the top here. Uh, Jimmy had a question earlier. Uh, how do you think the new staff ad- additions will affect draft strategy? So I guess we're talking about the uh, the NFL hirings here with Harbaugh and such. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you – I talked about Callahan a bit. I, I think you're going to see a remake of that offense. I think it's going to really change what happens in Tennessee and the approach they take. Uh, I think for the Chargers, for Harbaugh, maybe doesn't affect draft strategy too much, except maybe he has some preference for some Michigan players or players that he's more intimate with um, potentially, especially if Harbaugh gets to have the decision-making for those picks. Um, but that roster charge roster is going to be weak. So I think they, they're going to need everything by the time we get to the draft uh, ultimately, but I'm just to see some of the other teams still have openings, Falcons, Seahawks. I think that's where we could get some big uh, draft strategy changes. Uh, Jimmy also asked that it's inevitable. And we've talked about it all throughout the show that we're going to see opt outs. Uh, who's the next man up? You think Shane? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I guess, I guess we'll find out what, what happens when people opt out. I, I mean, I, I mean, obviously it's probably coming from their roster at the Hula Bowl. So I'm kind of combing right. through it right now. Uh, right trying to see guys that haven't been called up. I would love to see Richard Gibbonor from Troy. Uh, get a call up. I've been on this guy's bandwagon for two years now. Uh, love him as a player and athletic ability. Um, at safety, uh, they had PJ Jules uh, playing safety in their game. I could see him getting a call up as well. Be another small school guy. So we'll see. But yeah, and, and I mean the, the senior bowl roster is large. So they may we may not have the call ups that As many. we're yeah. used to, even if there are guys that opt out or get hurt. And that is probably the a number one reason why uh, this roster is so large is to avoid uh, those sort of things. Also, it's I, we haven't seen it as much uh, under Jim Nagy, but when Phil Savage was running the the show, he called them gas tank guys. Like when you get late in the week and you need some roster fillers, guys that are basically training uh, that can get here on a tank of gas. Um, and there's a large training facility in uh, Pensacola, uh, which is less than an hour from or right about an hour uh, drive from Mobile. So you could see those guys, you know, some of those guys training over at the uh, Exos facility over there. Uh, Get it getting called up maybe late in the week if if some positions start getting thin. Right, yeah, you know, we've seen that happen before. It's whatever warm body can get there quick. <laughs> uh, Brian had a comment here uh, talking about Dallin Holker from Colorado State uh, playing tight end at the Shrine. Uh, this is a weak tight end group, and I honestly thought he was probably the best tight end that's not at the Senior Bowl. So. Yeah, you know, and I think what we're seeing from the senior bowl is guys that can block, and that's not down Holker. So, yeah, that's that's very, very fair. Uh, question on Twitter came in from at Draft Examiner Ask, is Jade Barron going back to Texas or attending the senior bowl? Uh, he went back to school, correct? 
Correct. He pulled out of the senior, but went back to school similar to Quincy Riley. Team Riley. Yep. Uh, yep. Same deal. Yep. So. All right. So that's going to do it for tonight's Senior Bowl, massive Senior Bowl preview edition of the Draft Countdown podcast. Final thoughts, Shane, on everything that we've had going up this week and everything coming up uh, on the site. I have a 2025 mock coming out on Monday. I, I wanted to fit one in after the underclassmen deadline, and this is a kind of kind of it because after the Senior Bowl, I don't want to update. So I have that, but I, I'm excited for you and Paul. Have a good time down in Mobile. Hit some of these podcasts next week. You'll have to tell everyone what you guys are doing uh, and, and hope hope you have a good time. Yeah. So the podcast schedule next week, um, you'll be seeing me every day uh, except for Monday. Uh, Tuesday, uh, Shane, I believe you'll be joining me uh, to kind of recap day one of practice. Uh, Wednesday, it'll be me and Paul uh, here and you, I believe. And then Thursday, it'll be me and Paul uh, recapping day three. Then Friday, Scott Wright comes back on board. We have our annual, you know, fun Grape Co show that we do every year on Friday. And then Saturday, we'll do, a, uh, I may do it solo, a quick recap uh, of the game itself, just kind of go over who stood out and the like. And uh, we'll get that up as well. So a lot of talking uh, next week uh, for me, for sure uh <laughs> next week and uh yeah uh jimmy thanks you're no oh oh don't worry jimmy the violent shane chose violence by dropping a 2025 mock on senior bowl week he's gonna seven rounds lit. we're going all seven, seven rounds. rounds too he's That's gonna fun. get lit up <laughs> on twitter i love it but uh that's gonna do it for tonight's episode of the uh draft countdown podcast as always, if you're uh, new to the channel tonight, coming along for the ride, hit that subscribe button, and you're definitely going to want to hit that notification bell because we're maybe not going at normal times next week. We still haven't kind of decided that, but if you got that notification bell on, you'll get notified when we go live each and every week uh, for this show. If you listen to us on the audio version of this, be it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, share that out amongst the peeps there and uh, so they can also get in tune to all this senior bowl stuff that we're going to talk about you can follow me on twitter at deep fried draft follow shane on twitter at shane p hallam follow draft countdown on twitter at draft countdown and for all of your nfl draft needs go to draftcountdown.com where we have wall-to-wall senior bowl coverage coming up next week for shane i'm brian good night everybody 